Welcome to Powwow Live Podcast from powwows.com, connecting you with native culture since 1996. Here's your host, Paul Gowder. Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Powwow Life Podcast. I'm your host, Paul G. from powwows.com. Thank you all for being here again with me this week. I've got a great show tonight. So the folks over at FNX, a TV network all with all native programming, is coming out with a new show called Art of the City. And I'm interviewing two of the people involved in that show to talk about kind of the idea behind the show and what you're going to see. They're taking deep dives into some native artists, showing their work, their inspiration, and really helping you to see different types of native art all across North America. So I'm really excited for you to hear from them, and I hope you'll go check out the show on FNX. Also, be sure to stay tuned for after the interview. I've got some special announcements and this week's trivia contest. In addition, another bonus code to enter into our Native American Heritage Month giveaway. We're giving away 12 blankets from 8th Generation. All of that after the interview, but here are the folks from Art in the City. Tonight, I'm really excited to tell you about a new show that's hitting FNX. It is called Art in the City, and it is going to be a way for you to see Native art across North America in a really cool way. So I'm excited to have Ruth Ann Thorne and Frank Blanket here to talk about it. You guys first, let's introduce yourselves and make sure everybody out there knows what you guys got going on. Okay, I'll start. Um, I'm Ruth Ann Thorne. I'm a tribal member at the Rincon Band of Luceno Indians located in San Diego. And I am a filmmaker and a host, and I've been in the art business for uh, 31 years now. And it's just uh, it's been such a joy to be able to document some of the great Native artists of our time. And then recently go into Santa Fe Indian Market 2021 and let people see what's happening there. Cool. And Frank? Ba'as Kawalik Inkaba e Frank Blanket, Dioskotik Paul, Pawas.com. Um, greetings. My name is Frank Blanket. I am uh, Maya from Yucatan, Mexico, and um, I, I work for FNX TV. It's a 24 7 Native American television channel here avail- available here in the United States. Awesome. All right. And so the new show, before we get too far into it, so when does the show premiere and, and tell people how they can watch it? We'll get, do that first and we'll talk about more about what, what they're going to see on it. So, Frank, you want to take that? <laughs> So, so the show premieres uh, this Thursday. Um, we we uh, and then it's going to repeat on Saturday. You can watch it on uh, either on FNX TV if you get if you receive the channel. You can watch it on the fnx.org/slash Art of the City website, and I think we're going to put it on Facebook Live as well. So there's going to be a couple oh, yeah. of different ways that that people can watch it. Awesome. All right. So now to. Um, Ruth, and t- tell us a little bit more about what 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 we're going to expect. I mean, what kind of art are you going to feature in this first episode? Okay, so the first episode I'm e- extremely excited about because it gave me an opportunity to um, really move into a direction that at the beginning of the year I'm going to start filming. But it is um, a whole series on all of the artists that I was able to get interviews with at Indian Market 2021. And these are artists that have really made an impact. I have, I think, one first-timer at Indian Market 
everybody else has made an, a really um, impact in different genres. So you have bead workers, you've got basket making, painting, um, textile, fashion design, culinary artists. So you, you really get to see like a whole group of these uh, incredible talents all in one 30-minute show. So that's what I'm excited about mostly. That's cool. All right. So culinary artists too, that's pretty exciting that you're going to be able to feature something like that. And that's not something, um, you know, there's so many things out there that are highlighting the traditional beadwork and things like that. And you guys are really going to delve deep into some other types of artwork that maybe people aren't as familiar with, right? Correct. So we have um, wood carving and um, jewelry making of a couple of different uh, types and even a very famous uh, musician who worked with the likes of Joni Mitchell and Sting that I just ran into some young graffiti artists. So there's a whole, I think I cover about 12 different artists in the two days that I was there at Indian market. So it was power packed. (laughs) That's incredible. That's great. And, you know, we talk a lot on powers.com, especially on this show about how important it is whether it's on TV and what you guys are doing or, you know, on the web or whatever, that representation really does matter. So, you know, for these artists out there and and then up and coming artists, what does it mean to you, I guess, and for the artists you talk to, to be able to show their art in this way and really get it out there to, to more people? I think it's important because this is who we are as native people across the country and our styles of art music, dance, food, um, they're very different from coast to coast in the, in the central part of this country. And what the reason that I am so passionate about it is because a lot of people don't even know the history of who we are as Native people. They have no idea that 100 million people occupied you know, this northern continent, and now we are the smallest minority group of the United States. But the beauty is, is that we're still here and whether we have kept our traditions intact or whether we're learning and exploring them, like a lot of the the tribes lost a lot of the the traditions, but now it's making a comeback. Um, the, The other thing is now things are starting to evolve where we're taking traditional things such as food and now we're blending it with the contemporary ideas of technology or, or whatever it is. So you're getting this a whole new resurgence, I feel like, of um, natives. But back to your original question, it's so important for these artists to be able to have recognition because it allows them the ability to continue to create. Because a lot of these guys, you know, something like Indian Market represents 80% of their entire income for the whole year. And without people supporting that, they're, um, you know, they're having to go work at Starbucks or something, yeah, you know? Right. right. And, and I know it was a struggle for a lot of artists during, you know, during these last couple of years, things, things were crazy without having events like the, the Indian market. Um, and, and I love hearing that, that you're going to feature some of the modern things. I, I love seeing, you know, like uh, we did a, a thing on powers.com um, last year where um, baby Yoda from the Mandalorian really took over native art. You saw it in beadwork and you saw um, people making t-shirt designs, really indigenizing, um, if that's a word, um, you know, the baby Yoda and that kind of thing and and using a a contemporary thing that was going on. Everybody was, you know, addicted to that show, but really 
using that as a way to show their creativity. I love that. And, and there, there are some artists doing some amazing things with, with contemporary art. So that's really exciting to be able to see that featured too. That's cool. All right. Um, so in, in the future, are we looking at, at more episodes or is this going to be just a couple of episodes or what are we to expect? How is the show going to evolve? So the, the show, the first one is the most recent, which is um, Art of the City Indi- in Indian Country, covering Santa Fe 2021 Indian Market. Um, then there'll be shows um, that never had a chance to be aired, about four really important Native artists, um, George Rivera, Roxanne Swensel, um, Raymond Norwall and Nakona Burgess. These are artists that have really kind of been trailblazers for younger artists. They all went to IIA. They came out of Santa Fe, but they have their own unique twist. So I did individual interviews in their studios to tell their story, not because art isn't just about what you see, the end creation. Art is about the person that created it. Because when you think about it, only one person in one section of time can create whatever they're creating. It's that individual. So once you learn about where they come from, the artwork takes on a whole different view. You get to see it from a completely different way because of these stories. And I think Native people are storytellers. So that's what I'm doing. And then we are actually going to go into um, another city which is non-Native artists, but we have a couple of um, uh, Indigenous artists to New Orleans. And so we have a whole series on New Orleans. So we have that. And then I'm hoping that everybody likes me enough that they'll support (laughs) my next venture, (laughs) which is going to be going to tribes and doing almost like an Anthony Bourdain style of uh, filming. So you get to see a lot of fun things in in a tribe. Very cool. That that's really exciting. Um, yeah, and I, I love the idea of telling the story. Art artists is very personal, and it, it is so much about the artist and, and their background, their unique um, perspective on life. And, and it, when that comes through their art, then it really makes it special. That's really cool to hear that you're going to tell those kind of stories too. Um, I think it's important for for everybody out there to see these kind of stories and to to put. Um, personalities to the art and really know the stories behind it because they aren't just things you see in the museums or wherever yeah it, it is a really personal thing that's awesome to hear um well frank tell well, I, if I, if, yeah. if i could just interject something real quick you know when i when i first um uh, when i first talked to ruth ann and and i saw some of her work i think you know there's there's some things that struck me i think the chicano part uh segment you know where she she talks about the the chicano uh, movement in San Diego and how it's interwined really with some of the indigenous people, um, both on, on North and, and South side of, of the U S Mexico border. And I think that was really, really gripping to me. I really liked the episode with, with, uh, your mom, Ruthann. So, you know, just kind of seeing a little bit of your story and I, I really love seeing San Diego tribes represented. I, I, one of the things that I've always thought is that I, I don't think, other tribes know enough about California tribes, you know, and I think educating our own communities, you know, our, our, our own indigenous communities about San Diego, about the indigenous tribes that come from Mexico. I think Ruth Ann's show encompasses all of that. And, and so I'm really looking forward to, to the day when we could put all those little segments on, on air as well. 
That's great. Yeah, one, I really like going out to, you know, I get to go to Morongo every year and seeing some of the the California singing and dancing that you really don't get to see out here in the East, you know, with the bird dancing and things. It's, it's cool to see that side of the culture and, and have a little bit of the local flair there. That, so that's going to be fun to see that come through in art as well. Absolutely. The, the other thing that I think is really important is that, you know, we start feeling the confidence after the generational trauma to tell our stories. I am, you know, from my reservation, a lot of our elders have really held the culture very tight to their chests because we we knew what happened last time. <laughs> we let everybody know who we were and it wasn't a good story. So there's been generations of fear, fear about telling people who we are. And I feel like we, we're hitting an impasse now where we don't want to forget the trauma and the things that happened. But we also want to be able to come out of that. And the way that we do that is by telling our own stories rather than having um, somebody else tell the story. We actually can present it in a way that um, really shows our resilience and shows that we are not victims, that we, we are, um, you know, we're survivors and we are, you know, beyond that, we, we're thriving now in so many different ways. I think um, the one thing that the more we can get exposure for who we are also allows people to um, understand that um, we are people that are giving. So, for instance, we have a casino at, you know, my, where my tribe is. And, you know, sometimes I've heard some very negative comments from people about, oh, those Indians and their casino, and th don't they get enough from the government? You know, they get it, they get everything paid. Well, if you're a native indigenous person, you know, that's not true. Um, we have to make our own way. And we have done that. But when we're able to educate people in a really kind way, and I feel like the arts can paint a story that is non-confrontational people start to align themselves with us. And the reason that's important is because we are still at a struggle to keep our rights and our treaties intact. So when you've got a group of voters out there that have seen these shows and have heard these stories and it comes to the vote and they see something on the ballot that's going to affect natives in, you know, in, on the reservations and in Indian country, um, they're going to tend to want to be on our side and we need as many advocates as we possibly can gain. So that's another really important thing for me to tell those stories and get that exposure because people can look at us and say, Hey, these guys are pretty cool. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, a friend of mine told me, and I don't know the exact word, but Jacques Cousteau once said something to the effect of people, um, they protect and, um, hold close things that they understand and they relate to. So the more you tell these stories, the more you get people exposed, the more other people will relate to it and then help protect it. So, yeah, I think that's really important to get the education out there um, and to tell these stories, like you said, that not only are these native artists resilient, but they, they are diverse and they are different. It's not, you know, one thing or, um, there's so many different things and you, I, I love that you're going to tell some California stories and then go into to New Orleans too. It's going to be great to see how, how those regional differences are that, uh, and I think a lot of people outside of, um, you know, viewers of your network or 
readersofpowers.com, they probably don't get that. And I'm sure we've got some followers on, on my site too that maybe don't quite understand that because all they see is the pictures of powwows. So uh, I love being able to present some something else and then another story to, out there. It's great. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for, for the time. Okay. Um, yeah. And so, uh, Frank, once again, it's fnx.org is where they can go to watch it. Um, fnx.org slash art of the city. Okay. And it's going to premiere on Thursday, November 4th at um, 7 p.m. Eastern time, 4 p.m. Pacific time. And then it'll repeat on Sunday, uh, November 11th at 5 p.m. Eastern time, 2 p.m. Pacific time. Awesome. Thanks, guys, for the time. I cannot wait to watch it. And we'll make sure to put those links out on Powell's.com for all of our readers to get there. Thanks and, and great. Good luck on the show. Thank you so much. You. We really appreciate it. Thank you. is our interview with the folks over at FNX and their new show, Art in the City. I hope you'll go over and check that out. It's going to be a great show. Okay, as promised, first, this week's trivia question. And since we're going to be celebrating Thanksgiving next week, here's a Thanksgiving trivia question. The story of the pilgrims celebrating with the native people of New England, we hear it told every Thanksgiving. And, of course, there's lots of mystery told information and all of that. But putting all that aside, what tribe is it that was involved in that feast and that celebration? All right, take that. If you got the answer, head on over to www.powwowlife.com. There's a contest form there. Put in your answer and I will randomly draw from the correct answers next week and you'll get a powwows.com sticker pack. Also, if you would, please head over to www.powwownation.com. This is where you can go and actually support powwows.com with a monthly contribution. We're trying to get some more funding so that we can go and stream more powwows in 2022. Powwows are coming back big already. Next year, we're going to be back to a full schedule, and we want to send our teams out there and stream more powwows for you. So if you would consider making a monthly contribution, as little as $2 a month, really goes a long ways and will help us get those teams out to even more podcast uh, powwows in the future and bring those streams to you. So head on over to powwownation.com. I would really appreciate your support. Now, here is your bonus code for the Native American Heritage Month giveaway sponsored by 8th Generation. We're giving away 12 8th Generation blankets as well as some other tumblers and prizes that they've provided. Your bonus code this week is 98 98018. If you head on over to www.powwows.com slash win, enter the contest there. There's a place to put in a bonus code. Hey, and keep looking for bonus codes. I put them in all the podcasts this month on our live streams on Thursday night. I'm posting them on Instagram, in our newsletter. 
even hiding them on powwows.com. So lots of ways to enter. Don't miss your chance at one of these great blankets. They are amazing, amazing pieces of art. Eighth Generation is a native-owned, native-designed company, so you don't want to miss your chance to win one of these blankets. Now, if you are finding our podcast because you have scrolling through Facebook and it popped up, be sure that you don't miss our future episodes. Don't depend on Facebook algorithms to show you our podcast. Head on over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify, Stitcher, any of the podcasting apps, and make sure you hit follow or subscribe. That way you won't miss a single episode when they come out. Thanks for all your support and listening to another episode of the Powell Life Podcast. Again, I'm Paul G. from powells.com. I'll see you next week, folks. Thanks for listening to the Powwow Life Podcast from powwows.com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast to get notified of our next episode. Find a powwow near you by visiting www.powwows.com forward slash calendar. Support powwows.com by visiting www.powwownation.com. Here's this week's trivia question. You can head over to powwowlife.com to fill out the form and submit your answer. All the right answers are entered into a drawing for a 10-sticker powwows.com sticker pack. Here's the question. This year, we are celebrating a big milestone. We have been live streaming for a number of years. So tell me, what year was the first year we streamed and what was the first powwow we streamed? If you've been listening or following our content, you should be able to find it. Good luck. Powwowlife.com to submit your answer. What was the first powwow and what year did we first live stream? Good luck and thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next week.